Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This podcast is brought to you by Midland Radio USA, your leader in overlanding and off-roading communications. Also, join the brigade at truckbrigade.com, the best of the best for off-road and overlanding gear, and Rigid Industries Off-Road Lighting. Own the night with Rigid. Welcome to the Anderson Overland Podcast. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Anderson Overland Podcast. My name is Joey Anderson, your guide host for this fabulous day, this fabulous overlanding podcast once again. And uh, we are going to present you with part two of the conversation that I had with Nathan Stewart of Legends Overlanding down in Baja, California, Mexico. And man, it was an awesome conversation. Nathan is a super good dude. And the, the, the tours that these guys are offering down there are absolutely incredible. It sounds like just the most epic experience. So I hope you guys enjoy this part two of the podcast and enjoy. Here we go. Sorry, getting mm-hmm. back to you like Baja. <laughs> like I know like uh you know we've had conversation about you know people just um being afraid of or intimidated to go down uh, you know across the border into these areas and I know we we discussed this a little bit the other night. Um can you touch about like you know, is it safe or smart to overland down there um, for the common person? Like, how do you approach that? And like, what safeguards do you guys put in place as far as like communications or people in towns that you're driving through? And like, how do you navigate that? Yeah. Yeah. And this is, I mean, it's probably the hardest question I get for sure. Um, but it's a question we we definitely have to face. The, and I, I got to lead it with, there's going to be people that are going to roll their eyes at what I say um, <laughs> on both sides of the, the spectrum. So um, I, I've been coming down to Baja my whole life. I feel very safe in Baja. Um, some people um, aren't going to. The, Tijuana, um, the city 
just an hour and a half north of us is um, I should just be straight with you. So it's got the, well, I mean, you can look it up. It's got the highest concentration of homicides, in any city in the world. Uh, I think last year it was 2,500 homicides in Tijuana. Wow. So, um, and that's a whole combination of layer cake of politics and um, the drug cartel and poverty crashing into a, um, a, a country that's rich. So, it's a, uh, I'm not going to unpack that bag, but Tijuana is, is a challenge. And, um, we, the first thing we dug into with getting people across the border was that, so we worked pretty hard at, um, you know, Garmin's been a great tool that we use. We keep uh, trackers on the vehicles. We know where we are at all times. And Midland's been a great tool for us being able to communicate with everybody. Oh, yeah. And, and down here, it's a lot of who, you know, so um, knowing the right people um, on the good side to make sure that anything happens, uh, we know who to call and we can fix a situation. Um, having right. bilingual staff is really important. Um, and uh, just being smart, uh, you know, it's a, it's a third world country. It's traveling. Traveling can be uh, dangerous. That's why we do it. It's called adventure because there's an element of risk involved. Um, and that's about as, as far as I can say, you know, as soon as you leave Tijuana, it's, it's the country. If you grew up in the country, you know what the country's like. It's country people. They're wonderful <laughs> right. people. They're the best people you've ever met. Um, right. They will take their shirt off for you. They'll take the tire off their car to get you home. Um, incredible, incredible humans. Um, the, so yeah, it's, it's a complicated thing to answer. Uh, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't run trips in Baja if I didn't think it was safe. Right. And um, I wouldn't live down here if I didn't think it was safe. Life's too short to live in fear. And I won't live anywhere where I'm in fear at all. Yeah. Um, the I don't lock my car <laughs> um, <laughs> at my house. And uh, the I'm very comfortable because all my neighbors are good people and they look after me. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's all relative and it's, it's, um, hard to answer that question, but we, we run a really safe trip and, um, we put a lot of thought into running a trip down here and where we go. And we don't go anywhere without a lot of knowledge and a lot of contacts. Um, right. I, I had a trip we ran in November last year that, um, there was some stuff going on in the Sierras. There was just this, some guy was, was, um, robbing cars on the highway. And, um, so I went up in advance, um, talked to the military, talked to the cops, talked to the ranchers and just got all the information. Information is power. And mm -hmm. so we knew where to be and where not to be. And we weren't where we weren't supposed to be. Um, I, I could, the same thing could happen in Watts, Los Angeles. I don't hang out there. I don't really particularly want to. <laughs> but, um, there's places in America where you don't want to be. And there's places in Mexico you don't want to be. And um, what we provide is the knowledge to know where to be and when. Um, but yeah, it's a wonderful Just how to country. navigate. Yeah. How to, yeah. yeah. The, like I you said, the resources and people you know and knowing the routes to navigate yeah, safely yeah. is what it's all about. Because the same thing, like you said, in Chicago or L.A. or, you know, even where I work uh, in yeah. San Bernardino. I mean, San Bernardino is this freaking crazy city, too. And yeah, you just like you said, you know where to go and you know where not to go. And yeah, yeah. you know, and for the most part, and, when you go through the places where that, you know, are pretty safe, you're you're good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And um, 
we uh, I, I lost my thought. But uh, where was I going? Like as far as like safety and stuff and getting down there and just like the, the- yeah. I, I wanted to say, I wanted to say too, just uh, people have been coming down here. I mean, Southern California, they don't even blink about crossing the border. The, all these kids have just all my peers and everybody I grew up with. Everybody does trips down to Baja. It's a family thing. Everybody comes down here. It's very common. Um, you can always find horror stories, especially when it's a black door, like another country, um, you hear a horror story and they spread like wildfire. Right. Um, just a couple of months ago, there was something that showed up in the news where there was a Canadian guy that got shot at, uh, down in Southern Mexico at some resort guys got off a boat and shot him. What that didn't show up in the news was he was wanted for drug trafficking in Canada, United States, and Mexico. So <laughs> just just make sure like the information you're getting is is accurate and right. Um, uh, it's easy to sell news on Mexico. It's more entertaining. It's more exciting. It uh, it's the black door and yeah. um, people it, it scares people a little more, so it sells better. Right. Um, but. Uh, and and I'm not trying to disclaim the fact that you know there's some there's some gnarly stuff that happens down here sometimes, but it's it's known where to be and when. And, and a lot of people come down. You don't have you don't need me to come down here to Baja. Um, you come down. You know I don't recommend driving at night. Be smart. Use your street smarts. Um, and and uh, trust your gut with people. The, right. You can you can tell. There's, oh there's, yeah. Uh, Nine times out of 10, you trust your no. God, it's going to farewell for yeah. you. <laughs> and I, and I, while we're on this topic, let me just talk about cops in Mexico, good cops and bad cops. It's this, everybody should know this. Um, if you're ever coming to Baja, just understand how the system works. The, the majority of the cops in Mexico are um, underpaid and under, undereducated. So they're going to, if, if it's a cop that's trying to make a couple dollars off you, they'll pull you over and they'll tell you some, something you broke, some rule you broke, whether it's a stop sign or you were going too fast or your plates are wrong or whatever. doesn't matter whether you did it or didn't do it. You agree with them 100%. You always say they're right and you ask to go to the station. The, they don't, if they're trying to bribe you, they don't want to go to the station. If they're a good cop, They'll take you to the station where you pay your fine. You pay your fine for doing something wrong in the country. That's totally normal. Just do it. At the police station, <laughs> there's college-educated bilingual humans that will treat you with respect, take care of you, okay? Um, what people try to do, what, what happens is you'll get, you're on a dark street somewhere, you get pulled over by cops, and you can get really scared by them saying, like, we're going to put you in jail because of this, this, and this. You're not going to put you in jail. Just go to the station. It's totally normal. It's the station like any other station. And uh, <laughs> there's a judge in the station oh, wow. that can. Yeah. So if you have any problems, like you said, I wasn't speeding and they say you're speeding. Do not argue with the cop. You agree with the cop. Just like, let's go to the station. Get on the station. Tell the judge, hey, I was not speeding. I was going this speed. And they could agree with you or disagree with you. If you have to pay the fine, if you pay it within 24 hours, it's a 50% discount. Oh, wow. A speeding ticket in Mexico is like 2,000 pesos. That's 100 bucks. <laughs> just get $50, it done and be done just with go it. to the station, okay? 
Yeah, you, you know, it's funny. It's like if you're spending the amount of money to go down to Baja to do whatever yeah. you're doing, like, and you can't so, spend fifty to hundred bucks for a ticket, then you got right, any other right. problems. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I, it, people get rolled all the time in Tijuana. They cross at night. The cops pull them over. They scare them. They're afraid, and they give them all their cash. Right. Um, and uh, and they come back and like, man, the cops pulled me over. That I had to pay five hundred dollars. The um, and it's just. You gotta be really respectful. You never, you never confront the cops on the street. You just be very respectful and say, "I'd like to go to the station. I'm sorry, I broke the law. I want to go to the station." And um, you just keep saying you want to go to the station. Nine times out of ten, they'll walk away because they got nothing. They're, they they don't want to go to the station. They want to fill out paperwork. They right. they're they're trying to make a couple bucks. So right, um, works almost every time. I've used that for years. I paid one bribe and um, I regret it. I was lazy and I was in a hurry and it was easier to pay the 20 bucks than to go down to the station. But um, I've been pulled over literally a hundred times down here and um, it's always worked. So, and I I had a friend call just the other day. (laughs) I was hanging out with him. I was, we were hunting in the Sierras. We had this, went duck hunting, had a great time in Baja. And, um, He's an American, and I told him my theory. <laughs> and um, a couple of days later, he calls me up. Like, hey, I got pulled over the other day, and I used your theory. And I'm like, oh, God, he's in jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, crap. And he's like, it worked. They were totally great. Like, they totally like, drove <laughs> awesome. away and left me alone. I was like, thank God. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're like, one thank time, God. The one time they used my theory. Yeah. Goes that, but, <laughs> yeah I'm in jail. But, Can uh, you come get me? Oh, yeah, just, man. just, uh, they're 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 humans that have people in charge of them just like everywhere else on the planet right and um i've been pulled over in mexico city which mexico city is really rough um they'll just pull you over for just having out-of-state plates forget out-of-country plates so if you really? got out-of-state plates you're getting pulled over in mexico city because wow. they think they can they think they can get a bribe out of you i got pulled over and I'm starting the conversation with the cops and a Lincoln town car pulls up behind me with uh, government plates on it from Mexico. Uh-huh. Guy walks up as the board of tourism and that guy chewed that cop out. Like I've never seen. Really? Mexicans do not want cops making bad business decisions for them. Right. <laughs> the, the, this country wants tourism and wants to, um, tourism to come and go happily. Right. Um, that makes sense. The, I mean, yeah, of course. Huge, it, of course, huge, uh, marketing and income thing for them. There's multi-million dollar resorts and they don't want cops scaring away tourists. So right. just be patient, be very polite, be very respectful and just go to the police department. Right. And, um, if you need the ticket and you did break the law, pay, pay the fine. This, right. this is a country just like any other country. They got laws and you need to respect them. So it's good to that's, know, man. Uh, that's, that's, that's yeah. great advice. Cause I mean, I know I'm, yeah. I, I'm just like the others out there listening right now, you know, it's intimidating and I have not gone across that border since I was a kid. And the, the only time that I went was when I was on a missionary trip going yeah. down to, uh, uh, Oaxaca, I believe. And, yeah. uh, yeah. I was like, I'm maybe 10, 11 years old. <laughs> wow. And what's funny, my, um, my dad was a pastor of a Calvary chapel. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Um, that yeah, church, absolutely. But he yeah. was a pastor yeah. for Calvary Chapel. Open four square. Okay. Yeah. So he, yeah. he was a, a senior pastor for a Calvary chapel that he uh, started in the high desert up here for like over 30 years. And 
I went down one missionary trip when I was a kid and he went, my dad was all over the world doing stuff yeah. uh, as I was growing up. It was funny as right before I got married to my wife, she went on a missions trip with him and my wife's father to Ecuador. And she's got all these crazy, you know, stories of them traveling together in these crazy countries on these insane air, <laughs> airplanes and stuff. And I don't have any of that. Cause I've, I've only been across the border once, you know, in my life, but, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's crazy to think that, you know, in all these years that I haven't been back, you know, and, and, um, and I've always wondered like, you know, what is it like, and especially since, you know, we've been overlanding, you know, how is it, how is it down there is, can I take my family yeah. down there? Can I go down there just by yeah. myself safely? And I don't, you know, the yeah. only people that I've known that have been down there are the ones that are like, dude, I got pulled over and I got threatened and, or I, you know, this happened to me in Tijuana or whatever. And I yeah. got, you yeah. know, got jumped or, you know, and you hear of all these horror stories and I've never, I've never been able to talk to somebody who lives down there who mm -hmm. has the experience that you do, um, who yeah. can talk sense into me <laughs> from that perspective yeah. and be like, okay, listen, guy, this is how it really is, you know, yeah. and this is from, you know, 20 some years experience that I've been down here and dealing with this. And I have been pulled over a hundred times, you know, I know how this, yeah. Goes. Yeah. And that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's yeah, I, I, that's great to know. <laughs> I was, I was just taking, it was on a weekend off. I was taking some friends down South from Ensenada and there's a spot in San Vicente where it's the furthest south in the um, the jurisdiction of the town way north of there. Uh -huh. So the cops sit there right on the border, and they only pull over Americans. Well, I'm sure they pull over other people, but I'm an American, so I'm, the only time I got pulled over, I was an American. <laughs> but the, they, they pull over Americans heading southbound, and they say, hey, you were speeding. We need to go back to the station because you need to pay a ticket. Right. So they're banking on the fact that nobody wants to go the opposite direction that they're trying to go. And it's an hour and a half, two hours back to the station. So you're very likely to want to pay a bribe because right. you don't want the inconvenience doing that. So they pulled over the friends that were behind me and two other American cars with surfboards on top because they all look like an easy, easy prey. <laughs> right. So I flipped back around and um, I got pulled over a week before by those same guys, I pulled up and I, I don't recommend anybody does this without being fluent in Spanish and understanding the culture, but I chewed them out harder than I've ever chewed anybody out. Really? <laughs> My sister was scared. She was sitting in the passenger seat and she was like, oh, is this okay? And I'm yelling at him in Spanish. And I'm like, you guys have been doing this a lot and you need to stop. And I've got your license number and I'm going back to the station with or without you guys to talk to your bosses about this. And they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Everybody can go along. And the, so it's like, but uh, yeah, wow. so it, it takes, takes some, that takes experience. But the fact is uh, we know that Tijuana is problematic and that's why we meet all our customers in San Diego and we convoy down through Tijuana. If anybody gets stopped, which it's not unlikely that they will, it's, it's, right. <laughs> it happens. Right. So we'll all pull over and I'll get out and I'll talk to the cops. You won't deal with them at all. And, um, and it'll be fine. So it's really important that, you know, we, we pick our customers up in San Diego and we guide them down through Tijuana and we drive them back across the border and we don't leave them until we're back in San Diego. So you go from state side to state side, 
with us the whole time. That's so awesome. If you're going to jail, I'm going to jail with you. <laughs> so I was going to ask you before, um, speaking of that, do you guys with these trips, do you guys stay with the group the whole, the entire time from, from entire time? Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. So if you're, if you're, um, if you're contracting us to do anything, whether it's you want to do a short custom trip with just you and like, if it's just a couple that's coming down and they just want to do a three day thing, um, we're it's $450 a day for, to have a guide that's bilingual and a chef. So that covers your food and all your concerns being that's down cool. here. So awesome. that's what we provide. Um, but like I said, you could come down on your own without me and without the cook and you'd have to cook your own food. Um, and you probably do just fine, but I take out the, all the worry about that. And what I guarantee is I put you on the right spot at the right time of the year, which just takes too much time for you to find on a five-day vacation. Um, right. I know the, I can speak I, for probably 90% of people out there, <laughs> especially from the states that don't go down there much. I would much rather yeah. have you with me than go yeah. by, by myself. <laughs> well, know, I don't know so. about me, but you definitely <laughs> rather have my chef. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the man, huh? He's a man. It's it's really nice having the chef at camp. It's that's pretty, cool. pretty incredible. Well, dude, yeah. I it's it's funny that you say, you know, you guys start out of uh, San Diego because man, what a small world. It's just crazy. I I saw that you have partnered up with Topo Terra and yeah. Brand, Brandon yeah. and I go Brandon and I go way back. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah, and okay. it's it's okay. so crazy. Like uh yeah, man, we've we've camped together and and we have actually, I, one of the people that approached me to go into business recently was my buddy, uh, Elvin. He owns an oceanfront hotel in Pacific beach. Um, and it's called, um, the, uh, ocean park Inn, and he's the chairman on the board for San Diego convention center as well. And he knows Brandon and there, and he was like, Hey, why don't we go into business together and we'll bring Brandon to this too. We'll do something. (laughs) And I'm like, this is crazy, man. So like, you know, talk a little bit about that. Like you, you have this thing going with Brandon and I, you know, I know Brandon provides Overland rigs and he's got all sorts of stuff he's involved in with that, which is super rad to be able to provide that product to you guys. Um, and also, you know, we talked about Midland. I see you're wearing a Midland hat. We've been in a relationship with them for a while now. And, um, but yeah, how, how do you know Brandon? How did that all, you know, how did that start? Okay. We're doing, this is a, this is a full, like, no guilt plugged for Brandon here because he's a good man. <laughs> he is. So like Brandon's put me up at his house. He's a really good guy. Um, so Brandon was born and raised like 15 minutes from where I was born and raised. He grew up on the central coast and moved down to San Diego. Um, so it was, it's been really cool linking back up with Brandon because we speak the absolute same language. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, and yeah, so he Brandon's doing an amazing thing. He's got really beautiful trucks. You can rent a, a Jeep, a 2018 Toyota Tacoma with Allo Cab on the back, which is unbelievable for $200 a night. Um, yeah. What's amazing is for me, Brandon gives me um, the opportunity to be able to market to people outside the U S if you want to fly into San Diego and have a built out truck that the owner is allowing you to go to Baja with, which is unheard of. Yeah. Um, and he trust us to, to guide, guide this truck down through Baja. Um, 
is amazing. So you can fly in from anywhere in the United States, um, have a truck waiting with rooftop tent on it and go Baja. Um, so it was, it was a awesome, it's been an awesome partnership. And, um, the first time we met actually, uh, I hadn't met him. We've been talking on the phone and he's like, well, I'm going to Baja. Maybe we can meet up. And so I met him on a point in the middle of nowhere, um, down in Baja. And that was our first meeting. We, wow. we camped together for, for a night and it was pretty awesome. So that's really so good guy, really good company. Um, and yeah, their product is amazing. He, 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 he'll move. If you want to, if you come up with some horrible idea, like you want to fly into Loretto and you want the truck waiting for you there, he's driven trucks down to Cabo. Uh, he, he, he's great. So he's the man. Yeah. Yeah. So he can do just about anything. If you want a truck in Baja or Southern California or anywhere in the, you know, he, he can put it there. So, so that's great. He's got sprinter vans. He's got, um, he's got the Jeeps. He's, he just bought a Dodge, a full size truck that he's going to build out for overlanding and have that available. So a lot of cool things coming, um, there. And then, um, yeah, with Midland, um, we had opportunities to partner with several companies. Um, and I'd worked with Midland before on another project a couple of years back, um, called the clean cruiser project. We did a, um, a carbon neutral trip to Panama and hmm. two FJ forties that we rebuilt oh, from scratch. No way. Yeah. Oh. Ran them on, ran them on biodiesel for 10,000 miles. It was no an amazing way. trip. Yeah. Oh it was my really God. cool. That is awesome. Yeah, it's kind of a dead page on Instagram, but clean cruiser projects are some cool pictures about that trip. Um, and, uh, so worked with them. They were amazing. And so when we started this company, um, I was looking for a communication system that was really user-friendly that whether you're an experienced overlander or somebody that's never used a radio before, um, you could easily communicate with the team and Midland was an overrater. So, yeah. And then they We've came been out so with happy 50 with them watt. Too. And yeah. And, uh, yeah, they've been great. So I know I'm stoked. I can't wait, uh, to install that, that MXT 500. I, I haven't decided what I want to put it on yet. Cause I have the, um, I have an MXT 275 in my forerunner. I have one on my side by side. I have the handhelds that I take with me to hand out to people, you know, when they're yeah. we're in groups and whatever. Um, and then she sent me that, that MXT 500. And now I'm like, I don't know what I want to put that on. Like, you know, <laughs> should I switch it out with a 275 or, you know, should I put it on? I don't know. Um, but yeah. dude, I'm stoked. I, I have it ready to go. I just, uh, I'm just trying to figure out what I want to put it on. And also, also the time I've been working so much lately, it's been, you know, the time, the extra time to do that. I don't, but, I don't uh, remember man, the, the, the little, what the, is it the two fifties that have the USB port? Which, what's the little one? No, yeah, it's the MX, it's like the MXT, the 275 has USB port too. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. It's just like it, they just thought of everything you would want if you have to have stick a radio on your dash. Yeah. Um, and aren't so into it that you, you know, did a whole course on radios. So it's, uh, they're great. I, yeah, I, I, they really are. I don't have much to say about them because I'm really not a radio guy. I just want to be able to turn it on a radio and tell everybody we're on 19 and everybody can hear me. And right. that's what Midland's done for me. So, yeah. Us too. Um, I, you know, I've used uh, Cobra products for, for years, you know, in the CB realm and, you know, had the, uh, 
what is it? The bail thing, you know, cheap China radios and mm-hmm. program those, yeah, to, yeah. you know, um, frequencies here and there. And those, those were decent, but man, I don't know. I could go on and on about Midland. Yeah. We'll, we'll, that'll be another yeah, podcast. They're, they're <laughs> almost completely waterproof. I mean, they're, they're pretty bulletproof radios. They are. They make a great yeah, product. Think, yeah. Yeah. Really well, that's awesome, man. So. Like, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I just thought that was so crazy that, you know, Brandon, like, and then like El- Elvin from, you know, the Ocean Park uh, Hotel, he bought my Tundra. I did a Tundra build and he okay. bought my Tundra and we got to know him. And then he's like, hey, Brandon <laughs> from Topo Terra. I'm like, yes. Like, what the hell, dude? It's crazy. We're going to have to organize a podcast Baja trip is what we're going to have to do. Dude, Just that would your, be. Get your followers down here. So, insane. Yes. Yeah. If you, you know if what we you, do. If you see some interest, well, I, I can put together a, a a coupon code or something for your okay. just your followers. Oh I'm man, that'd be, like that. that'd be epic. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know what we do uh, that I've been trying to get kind of back on the the tracks because of COVID. Um, it was difficult. Well, we did a um, an event right before COVID hit called Trucks and Tacos, and it was a fully okay. um, catered um, event with our our friends. We we had this event at a church at a community church in Big Bear. We had a full yeah. overland show, like all these trucks came up. Um, I, I created this whole thing with my buddy, Ryan from truck brigade. And, uh, we had all these trucks come up and did like a truck show. And then our really good friends own, uh, like the best authentic Mexican restaurant, like ever in Southern California, in my opinion, right next to the awesome. church there. Yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. just straight, you know, just native, just amazing amazing people like you say you know they're from mexico yeah, i don't yeah. remember what part of mexico but they're just an amazing family and they immigrated to the states and they have three i think three restaurants one in big bear and or two in big bear and one in running springs which is just down from big bear um and they're just awesome and so they're like hey you know can we get involved with what you're doing i'm like absolutely can we use you guys as our catering for for this you know yeah. like, yes and so we do we did this it was such an epic event we did raffles and we had everybody go over to the restaurant and just flooded their, uh, their restaurant with people, which was great yeah. for them. And then yeah. I took everybody to, uh, uh, on a secret route to a camping spot that night out North of big bear across the lake. And we had everybody come in there. Was that an old mining town, uh, claim actually an old placer mine. And we had everybody camp yeah. for that night. And then we took everybody on trail runs the next day and it was absolutely awesome. Um, but I would love to do something like, like that again. And, you know, maybe you, maybe we do something like that with you guys and yeah, get Brandon and Elvin, everybody involved. And just Brandon, make it you guys awesome. can meet up with in San Diego and camp somewhere outside San Diego and then come down here and we could do a pig roast out in the mountains. Or, oh man, that'd be yeah. so epic. Not hard. We could totally do it. Sweet. Mexicans are always ready to do something cool. So, well, uh, just, I'm going to have to get the the gears turn it again and figure something out. It'd be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> right on, man. Well, um, let's see. You know, I, I feel like I've, I've kept you for longer than, than you probably planned, but <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll wrap this up, man. But like, I just want to know like how, um, first of all, can you talk shortly about like what rig you're running, uh, right now? What, what are you using as far as your overlanding setup and, and why? Yeah. Um, we did an X. I'm a Toyota man from, I've been a Toyota man since I was since I could buy cars. So, um, and I drive a Raptor. <laughs> <laughs> so, so don't, explain. 
don't build an Excel spreadsheet when you're deciding on what vehicle to buy <laughs> Baja because man, the Raptor just kept coming up on top. Um, wow. So I, I literally just built an Excel spreadsheet based on ease of parts um, to, to, to get parts um, suspension, obviously in Baja is a huge deal because we've got really rough roads and we go fast and um, price fuel economy um, space. Um, the, I didn't, I didn't look into load capacity, which probably would have dropped Raptor quite a bit because <laughs> really Raptors like to play. They don't like to work. If you put like two people and a baby in a Raptor, it's overloaded. Wow. So, um, so you got to definitely yeah, upgrade the suspension and yeah. So all the suspension on the Raptor has been upgraded. Um, we went with, uh, uh, what is it? Um, Eibach springs in the front and we did, um, icon, heavier leaf springs in the back because the truck's always fully loaded did you do the uh, has was it the rxt 750s is that the ones that they have for the rear springs i don't don't know it's the there's like three stages and we went with the heaviest stage that's the one see they're adjustable yeah 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 Yeah, those are great i had those on the tundra and they were awesome yeah so um I, I always have 500 pounds in the back of that truck, even if it's empty. So right. because it's a guide truck and we've got all the recovery gear, we've got um, uh, first aid kit and water and extra gas and tools and all sorts of stuff in there that just stays permanently in there. Bolt cutters and grinders and shovels. <laughs> right. It's a whole, it's a little home Depot on wheels. So um, the, I, I talked a lot of shit about the Raptor and I drove it in Baja and I was like, okay, I get it. It's, it's pretty rad. So, <laughs> um, once you get above 35 miles an hour in a Raptor in Baja, uh, it's amazing. Um, wow. below 35 miles an hour, it's pretty boaty because of that, all that extra travel suspension. So when you're crawling through rocks, it can be kind of annoying. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the Raptor has been great. Um, I've tried to destroy it and it's done really well. So I, I I can't say anything bad about the Raptor. Um, interesting. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And um, and then our, our kind of boat work, work truck is a, my favorite vehicle, is a, a Ford F-350 um, Econoline, it's the 7.3 liter diesel. Oh, the van? With the locker. Yeah, with yes. the locker in the back. <laughs> Big rack, a 12,000 pound winch in the front. And that's, oh, yeah. kind of the, that's kind of the kitchen truck. So that that's more to just get equipment or if we need to move people or whatever. It's um, But it's, uh, it's my favorite. It's 1990 and it's old school and it's just fun. I, I, I like to hear things rattle and I like to smell the air. So, Do you, know Brett? Do you know Brett and Liz no. from Our Overland Life? No, no. Oh man, they. I need just, to connect. Yeah, they're awesome. Okay. They um, they had a relationship with with uh, 
Polaris recently, which was rad. So they were pulling a side by side behind their Overland rig. <laughs> Tito was so <laughs> sick. Um, but they're great people. We've we've known them for quite a while and camp with them. And and Brett is just like he's the type of dude you need to get to know. He is okay. incredible. Okay. And and Liz too. Liz and um, I don't know if you've you know because you're involved in the Overland um, community. Uh, Jillian Rebecca, do you know who who she is? No. Um, uh, Liz, Brett's wife is involved with, with, they're very good friends with Jillian and Jillian's just a pretty, like, she's a staple in the overnight community, at least in the States. Okay. And, uh, I think I follow, I follow Jillian. Yeah. yeah. And her and Liz yeah, yeah. do this, um, uh, ladies night out, um, camps together. Um, and it's all, gotcha. it's yeah, all female overlanders. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and Brett is Liz's she's husband. She's got a big band. She's They've got, got one, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. They just yeah, got yeah, one, yeah. and then Brett and Liz have a white one. They got, and he uh, okay. he sold this Tundra and got this van. Same thing, man. It just that thing. Yeah, yeah. I've never been a Ford guy. I've always been a Toyota guy, and I swear by Toyota. I swear I'd never buy a Ford, and then I bought a freaking RV with a Ford chassis. But um, I'm, I'm, which has I'm been fine. Pain, man. <laughs> I'm sitting with two Fords in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I come from like, I, I'm like, I mean, if you're into F like, uh, FJ forties, you're pretty hardcore for uh, Toyota. Oh yeah. So I, my dream trucks FJ 45 freaking all done up. Yeah. That's like, and so my, my partner is Nathan Mueller who has, um, a very built out a Tundra. Uh-huh. Um, and you, he's on, uh, YouTube, Nathan Mueller, just Nathan Mueller. Okay. Um, check it out. And his, his, he bought a $150,000, Tundra that was, he didn't spend hundred thousand on, but the build was hundred fifty thousand, and he bought that. Wow! And he brought that down here last November, and um, yeah, the thing goes, it's supercharged and it, it wants to go. It's Dude, that's what fun. I sold. Fun check. I have to check my through. If you thumb through my Instagram a little ways, you'll see my Tundra. Um, okay. Like the look at the most recent Tundra photos, and you'll that's what I just sold to my buddy Elvin, who owns Ocean Park Inn. Okay. Um, I, I, the, my biggest regret ever was selling my FJ cruiser that I had, that was a, a limited edition FJ cruiser. And I had it all built up with that <laughs> dude. Yeah. It was so sick. ARB, everything. It was unreal truck. I love that thing. And it was, we'll stop talking about it. Yeah. It's yeah. It's just going to hurt too much. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Start crying here in a minute. <laughs> but I, I bought a Tundra thinking, well, you know, maybe this will be better for the, for the room, for the family and a little bit beefier, uh, truck and stuff. And so, I was running uh, the FJ Cruiser and the Forerunner that I have now. I have a fifth gen Forerunner um, with the okay. Smitty Built Scout trailer, and that's how I got to know Brandon. He saw my videos on YouTube and contacted me, and we became <laughs> friends because he was looking at buying them for Topo Terra. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, I had that set up, and for some stupid reason, I decided to sell the FJ, sell the Smitty Built, and go a different route. Went with the Tundra with the um, Lightner Rack series with the rooftop mm-hmm. tent. It was just way too big. Um, yeah. But I, I do that thing was so sick. It was like dream tundra uh, yeah. setup. Yeah. But I ended up. It was just sitting in the garage a lot, and I wasn't driving it. It was too expensive to run with gas prices going up. I ended up selling it. Um, but if I could, if I could do like a dream project again, and I had the the financial, you know, status to just you know, money was no object. Sure, yeah. It would be an FJ 45 or like an FJ, you know, cruiser of some sort, just, you know, done up again. Cause that was such I mean, yeah. the, cru- the cruiser obviously is a much more recent, uh, model, I but it's just so capable. I just couldn't believe where I could take that thing and how, how reliable and just 
The only bad part of the of the, the thing was the blind spots. Other than that, that was like the most killer vehicle I've ever owned. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I love those 45s, those old FJ 45s. Those things are just sick, man. Yeah. I'd love to do yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And yeah, we, those, the, the FJ Ford, I had, had a, the brand new 2.8 Cummins turbo conversion with wow. an MV4500 transmission, oh. all chromoly, all regeared. It oh, was, man. Dude, I know. It's just, just a, that, that short wheelbase just doesn't work in Baja. Like, we're yeah. going fast, and it yeah. just, we, I would have vibrated the thing apart. Just no, like uh, Jim tough. Carrey. I was talking about Jim Carrey in my last podcast and when he's in that <laughs> Defender on Ace Ventura, he's bouncing around and, you know, but yeah, like, totally. Yeah. 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 So, All right so on, I, dude. I, I could, my heart couldn't handle watching that thing fall apart down here. So I, I was glad to get out of it. Well, so. from what I hear, those Raptors are pretty, pretty legit. Yeah. Man. I haven't heard so anything only, negative about only, them. I'll, I'll give you a couple negatives if you want some negatives. Well, other, than, <laughs> other than the first one, you just, yeah, the, the suspension <laughs> issue, but. So they've got, they've got the engine pipe through the, the speakers. The engine pipe through the speakers, like a microphone on the engine coming through the speakers. No way. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. I, I don't know what to say. I just like, <laughs> I, I, so you can turn so, the freaking stereo on and like gas the thing and it comes to the speakers. Yeah, so they they basically made it so it sounded louder than it is when you when you got it. So that's that's pathetic. But the, wow. um, also, um, it doesn't fit anywhere. It's it's too wide. It's so. I mean, oh, all yeah. the roads in Baja were built on um, Ford Rangers and Toyota Tacomas, right? Not Tundras, not full size trucks at all. So yeah. you got two track roads, and when I'm, I, I mean, uh, Raptors are so popular in Baja, but when you're out scouting and you're on these small roads and you're really getting out there, you will pinstripe. You oh, will yeah. take, you will take a wrap right off the truck, which I've done already multiple times. So I'll just peel the truck. Um, so, so that means when, like when I'm going to like, I'm on a normal road, I'm not rock crawling. I'm just on a road. I right. have to decide which tire I want to drive over to the cactus and which tire I don't want to drive over cactus all the time <laughs> oh, man so luckily we run falcon um falcon's been amazing tires i've got one flat in the walls on, on the wheel walls and like thirty thousand miles in the past six months of crazy off-road Dude, i tell people tires. about those tires all the time that's all i run yeah. to i was running toyos for years and as soon as i would switch to falcon i never went back i run everything i've run Probably yeah. six last six seven sets of tires have been all Falcon yeah. ATs or the MTs. I love them. So ATs we got a are fourteen incredible. foot trailer with dual axle all on Falcon. We've got the van all on Falcon. We've got the Raptor all on Falcon. Nice. Everything's on Falcon now. Me too. My um, car, my RV, everything. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's it's wide. So if you're coming down here on a Raptor, um, the it's wide. So that's that's the only thing I'd say negative about. It. Otherwise, it's a luxury to ride in, it, and it's so comfortable and 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 it's amazing. The lock, it, you hit a button, it goes. The locker comes on. There's not a dune; it won't go up. You got all that extra horsepower. So right. as far as there's a lot of sand driving down here, so I don't even feel it. I mean, I could air down if I need to. I don't need to. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. It, it just it just powers through everything. I can go through sand on the beach where I'm you know, leaving tracks that are six inches, eight inches deep. And I, 
I just probably should worry about it, but I'm just being lazy. So yeah. Wow. It's, yeah. It's that's pretty amazing. That, the, the, the wit thing was the biggest thing for me with the Tundra that will, the, the number one thing was towing capacity as I was thinking about getting, you know, uh, a heavier camp camping trailer and some other things and the boat and the side-by-side and all that yeah, stuff. I'm like, yeah. man, this just doesn't make sense. So, but the other thing was the width and I just, you know, the trails, like you yeah. said, those, those, you know, those two track trails that we, you know, that we go down are just freaking super narrow. Yeah. And I've, I've done the same thing in the forerunner. I remember, we were, we were four by fouring up in the Wallapai mountains, which is east of here, uh, in the forerunner. And, you know, I'm like, I've been up tons of trails all over the place. This should be no big deal. And I got up this, this road and it got more narrow and narrow or narrow. And then I figured mm-hmm. out, I was halfway up this super steep, probably I would say at least an 8% grade, 10% grade. It was yeah. insane. Um, yeah. and I couldn't back out of it. I couldn't turn around and it got more narrow, more narrow. And I pinstriped the living frick out of our forerunner. And I figured out later on, it was a side-by-side trail. <laughs> it turned into, I was like, Oh, I was, my wife yeah. was so pissed when I got back, but I was thinking like the Tundra, if I ever got, you know, in a situation like that, I probably wouldn't even be able to keep going because it just turned into yeah. Shamish and Chaparral. And it was like, unless I had a chainsaw, I would have totally been stuck and there would be no yeah. getting through yeah. it without absolutely totaling the yeah. truck you know in some it's way a, shape or it's form it's the same so. thing with pulling a trailer just, that's too heavy for you to disconnect and turn around on your own yeah um, there's some logistics there I, there's always pros and cons but like you get back up a mining trail and it runs dead and you can't back up a no. short little trailer <laughs> no. 10 miles back down i've had to but like i don't recommend it to anybody <laughs> like right so the yeah the, i'm like there's pros and cons to almost every vehicle and every setup and overlanders are always coming up with new, um, new setups and they all have their pros and cons, you know, whether it's rooftop tent or ground tent or whatever you want to do. Um, I can give you a million reasons why and why not, but, uh, (laughs) yeah, but other, but overall I'd say that the Raptor has been the right choice. That's awesome, man. Well, glad to hear that. I'm I'm looking forward to maybe seeing it in action down there. One of these times. Yeah. We'll have to head down and check it out. Yeah. Uh, well, dude, uh, how can people find you guys? Where, where, uh, if they want to get more information about Legends Overland and and what you guys are about, where do they find you? Yeah, absolutely. The on the website, the website's www.legendsoverlanding.com. Um, on Instagram, Legends Overlanding. Same on Facebook, and I unfortunately had to get on Twitter now. So we're <laughs> we're on everything. Um, the I guess Twitter now has something called spaces. I think we're going to try to do kind of a, um, a spaces thing where you like get on, just talk Baja every Monday. Oh, cool. That's cool. So, um, just kind of, you know, people can ask questions and talk about it, but, um, yeah. And if, if you want to do something in the future, you can talk Baja anytime you want. Oh man, I'd love um, to. I mean, it, obviously yeah. we have, uh, many uh other topics that we found I know, during, this, during, during this podcast <laughs> that we that we're probably gonna get caught up in at one point uh, you're gonna have to edit like an hour and a half out of this <laughs> no i was thinking that i'm like oh man this is gonna be a lot of editing uh, or you know geez. just or not editing yeah. but just listening through and just making sure uh, you know everything's good as far as like you know sniffling and coughing or whatever I'm like oh man <laughs> <laughs> that's sorry, all right sorry, though dude it'll, I, it'll I be worth it i had it too that's a, it's a lot of work <laughs> oh good no it's all good man I, i'm yeah. stoked to talk to you man well thank you so much for for coming on tonight and spending two hours and not an hour like i originally told you <laughs> oh no dude Enjoy it's been it uh, totally been a great conversation and um dude i'm looking forward to 
building a, a relationship with you in the future. And, uh, sounds like we know a lot of the same people too, which is rad. And, um, you know, we, we, uh, we have a lot of the, the same circles, which is, uh, a, just always such a rad thing. And, um, yeah. I appreciate you, man. And, uh, we will, um, we'll continue on. I'll, I'll definitely, okay. uh, keep in touch with you. And, um, like I said, thanks again for being here for this. Yeah. Thank you very much, Jerry. You bet, man. You have a great night. See ya. are where you think they are. Any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. I'm Will Cooper host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device.